Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show. It's always so great to be with you and such an honor. And today, I'm honored to have with us the amazing Jane Seymour, who is a multiple Emmy and Golden Globe winner. She's a recipient of the Officer of the British Empire in the year 2000, which was bestowed upon her by Queen Elizabeth II at Buckingham Palace. She's proven her talents in all areas of media, the Broadway stage, motion pictures, television, and her love of art and color has led her to great success as a painter in watercolors and oils and as a designer. And she's been on so many films, and then... Uh, my favorite was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, which was an amazing series, and she uh, won a Golden Globe for her role, and that was in six seasons, and then she's also had so many others. Uh, Somewhere in Time, was an in- she made international movie stardom, and then Let Live and Let Die, which was a Broadway London acclaim, and we can just go on and on, but I want to have time to talk to Jane, so welcome Jane Seymour. Thank you. I just, there's so much to read here and to talk about. And I know, all it's of a rather eclectic author, career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the author of 10 books, and you've designed jewelry, and you're an artist. I mean, it's, it's pretty, and you won Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I didn't win, and I came the last five, but I, I did quite well, and I, I also design um, oh, uh, furniture and furnishings and uh, all kinds of different things, um, and run a foundation, the Open Hearts Foundation, lots of things. So, um, yes, and go ahead. No, no, I was just saying that, that you know, I, I, I'm involved in a lot of different things, but, um, I, you know, I love being creative. So whether it's, it's producing, acting, painting, designing, writing, um, public speaking, uh, philanthropy, it's, um, I just like to feel that I created something. <laughs> Is there a favorite film? Is there a favorite something that you've done? I'm sure you have so many. Well, I mean, in terms of enjoying, um, I would say Summer in Time is a very special time for me. It was just magic yeah, and everything about it was magic. And um, and poignant, too, because um, Chris Reeve and I became very close friends. And and then ultimately what happened to him was just so tragic. Um, yeah. But... By the same token, I would say he's very much become an inspiration for me because watching how he dealt with with his injuries and with the change in his life from being such an active um, uh, man who liked to be on his own and liked to do very active, you know, sporting things to, to living in a chair mm. and having, um, mm. you know, the, the, the injury that he had, spinal injury, it was... It was amazing to see how he turned his life around to help other people and um, in so doing help himself to find a reason to live and, uh, and, uh, and be able to be a great husband and, and, and parent to his kids. So uh, he was a big yeah. inspiration for me. But I, um, yeah. Dr. Quinn, of course, I loved, you know, how often do you get to spend my favorite. six or seven mm-hmm. years playing the same character? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, mm-hmm. rare. And, uh, of course, Joe Lando was fantastic to work with. Yeah. Um, we had yeah. amazing um, guest stars that came. You know, if I hadn't been for that, I wouldn't have mm-hmm. known Willie Nelson and Johnny Cash and um, mm-hmm. Kenny Rogers and mm-hmm. goodness knows who else and become yeah, such a part amazing, of the country music scene. 
Yeah, it was amazing because it was the topics, although they were, what, 200 years old or 150 years old, were still very much now. They're I mean, very, very, very current. You know, we, we used to laugh because we'd, we'd be doing, for example, something about the poisoning in the water from the gold rush in the 1870s. Right. And the cover of the LA Times that day when we came to work said, there's poison in the water coming from the, uh, yes, from the gold rush. And we went, oh, yeah. no, yeah. still. Yeah, 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 amazing. Now, your new book, which I'd love to talk about, is The Road Ahead. Inspirational Stories of Open Hearts and Minds, and this is your 10th book at least. I know you've done some children's books. Um, What is one story here that you'd love to share about inspiration from your book, The Road Ahead? Well, I mean, it is so hard to pick because there are so many. Um, So, you know, I'll pick one from somebody that I actually know and see. So, you know, I clearly know their story. And uh, that's a young young man called Jesse Billauer. He was a great athlete, you know, about a world-class surfer. He was surfing here in Malibu and um, at the highest level with his friends one day when he uh, accidentally hit a sandbar and everyone thought he was goofing around, but he was floating in the water and not moving. And mercifully, somebody realized he was in trouble, grabbed him and, um, and got him help, but he became a quadriplegic. Um, mm. at a very, very young age. Mm. I mean, he, he really didn't feel that life was worth living. He didn't know what he was going to do. Um, you know, he just lost the plot. And, uh, and uh, some other surfers, after he'd done some, a little bit of rehab, they managed to fashion a surfboard and tie him to it and get him back out on the, on the waves that he loved so much. And he was so empowered by that. And so um, that was the happiest thing that had happened to him since the accident that he just thought, wow, if I could figure out a way to let other people like me who are, who've just had an accident who are now you know un- unable to do the sports they love and and get them to appreciate being able to surf or being able to do a sport again um, and he he organized um a foundation called life rolls on hmm. and uh, that's what he does he's now married and he has a child and he's and he he sails a boat if you can believe it you have to carry him on and off hmm. the boat and um, mm. but he somehow manages to to find a way to have a life, and yeah. uh, very yeah. inspiring. Well, you've had role models, including your mother, who, as you said, was in a camp in Japan. So you've had role models who've been through very almost near death experiences on their own. Right. And so that's, I, 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 think that's I have, and you know, I meet people all the time that amaze me. I mean, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Marianne Marino, who who was born yes. with spina bifida, who then eventually yeah. lost a limb. I mean, she's one of the most uh, wonderful writers mm. I know, you know. Yes. It didn't pull her back. In my mother's case, she managed to live to 92, full of joy, very invested in life. I mean, never complained about a thing. I remember one time we took her to a doctor in America, and he ran a whole bunch of tests, as they do in America, and the doctor brought her in and said, her name was Meek. Said, Meek, you have this and this and this and this and this and this. And the list was endless. And my mother listened politely, nodded, and said, Thank you so much. But I'm absolutely magnificent. And he said, But you have wow. things wrong with you. She said, Thank you very much, but I'm absolutely magnificent. And he paused, he looked at her, and he said, You are. Yes, you're right. You're right wow. about that. And so she went on to live quite you know, happily with whatever pain mm. she had, um, mm. realizing that life was very short and she'd almost lost her life in World War Two in, in an internment mm. camp and that she had managed to process that and move forward and managed to have a family and managed to deal with, 
you know, losing my father and uh, lots of really tough things in her life. And um, she just spent her every waking minute she had helping her friends that were suffering from depression. Um, in fact, it's interesting because Chris yeah. Reeve told me that and other friends of mine who've had um, surgeries and the times where they had to have treatments that or medication that put them into a what they call a clinical depression, they've said mm. to me that, that dealing with all kinds of other things is nothing it, compared to having to deal with depression. Depression, they said, is, is the yeah. hardest. And these are people who've lost limbs, who've, who've, who've lost mobility, mm-hmm. who've lost eyesight, who've lost mm-hmm. all kinds of health things. And they, so I think what my mother realized was that she could still somehow um, be of service and help people by listening, by being there, by mm-hmm. just saying, yes, I hear yeah. you, you you know, uh, that must be hard. But guess what, what happened? Something good happened today. Listen to this yeah. and put a smile on their Jane, face. What do you think gets all of these people through? Is it their own grit? Is it their will? Is it their personality and their genes? What gets them? Because not everybody would get through what these people have been through. A lot of them would just curl up. What do you think it is? Well, I think humor always goes a long way and self-depreciating humor. Um, I think just deciding to connect with someone. So many people are just lonely. Um, yes. Um, yes. I found that if I go and I talk to complete strangers and I happen to have um, a, a paintbrush and some paints and a little bit of paper with me and uh, we just start painting together, mm. I can open up a conversation. Um, I think the same with music and with dance. Um, you can do that uh, with sports mm-hmm. or with, you know, the, you, you take, you, you, you find something that somebody can actually do with you and then you can start listening and talking and laughing and, and, and finding um, a reason to enjoy that moment. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, there's just a lot of people who feel they've never been heard. And once they've mm-hmm. been heard, I think that, you know, it, it gives them a chance to realize, like my mom said, there is, there's always someone worse off. So if you are in an old people's yeah. home and you feel like your life is so, so hard and terrible and difficult... Uh, there's always, you can look across the way and find someone else who's having it tougher. Um, Absolutely. And I, I also just feel never give up, you know, find something new to learn. It's never too late to try something. Yeah. And your, and your book is The Road Ahead, and so you have many inspirational stories like Jesse's in this oh, book. Oh, so many. who and sent you stories from all over. Yes, um, just so many different stories, and, and in different categories, you know, we've got stories about surviving illnesses and other challenges, mm-hmm. about um, creating a family in different shapes and sizes, you know, whether it's yeah. adoption or whatever, moving past family crisis. So many people have a family crisis they just can't get past. And, um, Amazing. And faith, yeah. you know, I, I, people have, have, have faith and God can really help people. And then um, the extraordinary people who take a suffering that they've gone through and, and then realize yeah. that there is an enormous need that maybe they can fill because they've been through it, right. they know what's needed, and they make it happen. And then they so, do it. All right, and we're, go ahead, and we're going to take a break on that note. Okay. Amazing, because so many of the people I've interviewed have been through something, and then they turn around and make it happen for other people. I agree. Jane, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about the book, The Road Ahead, and about the projects that you're doing now, the films, the wonderful foundations that you're part of, the open hearts, your jewelry, your paintings. There's a lot to talk about with the amazing, iconic, multiple Emmy and Golden Globe winner, Jane Seymour. 
And we'll be right back right here on the Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com, America's Voice. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Have you found the beauty inside of you? Join Bonnie Bonadeo each week for Beauty Inside and Out. We'll explain how beauty plays a part in everybody's lives. Our guests are makeup artists, hairdressers, and doctors. But we'll also feature holistic and wellness specialists and spiritual advisors. You can find that beauty inside and express it to its fullest on the outside. Tune in to Beauty Inside and Out every Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. What's your coffee story? The one that defines who you truly are in a relaxing setting. It's where you share your memories, plan for the future, and talk about the now. My Favorite Coffee Story is here with host Aniko Samoji. We invite you to listen in and share your coffee stories too. Bring your friends or just stop by as we talk about coffee and the inspiring stories that touch our lives every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show Hi, everyone, and we are back, and I'm talking to the amazing Jane Seymour, who's a multiple Emmy and Golden Globe winner. She's a recipient of the Officer of the British Empire in the year 2000, which was bestowed upon her by Queen Elizabeth II at Buckingham Palace. She's proven her talents in virtually all media, the Broadway stage, motion pictures, television. Uh, She is her love of art and color has led her to be a great success as a painter in watercolors and oils and as a designer and a jewelry designer. Um, a true Renaissance woman, Jane Seymour. Welcome back, Jane. Thank you. So, so Jane, um, Valentine's Day is coming up, and I know you have the Open Hearts Jewelry, and I want you to know, Jane, that I met you about seven or eight years ago and at, a, at a, a show in New York. You were looking at, we were looking at one of your books. It was a book show, and I bought the Open Hearts ring that I'm wearing now that I oh. love and get compliments on. Wanted you to oh, know that. Thank you. Well, well, <laughs> I've got two new collections that are out right now, and you can see them online as well. Um, one is called The Road Ahead, which is a wonderful, um, very simple image of like a path going forward, um, obviously also inspired by the book, but really the whole philosophy of moving forward in life. 
Um, I'm very proud of that. It's a lovely new collection. And then the other one is called the ripple effect, and that's the difference that you make and the ripple, the ripples that, that go out after you make a difference for someone in their life. And um, mm, so those are kind of fun for people that uh, haven't seen the new collections. That's what's brand new at the moment and very exciting. Plus new open is heart designs too. Is that at K Jewelers or K Jarrods Zales um, online Wonderful. as well? Wonderful. All right. Now, there's so much. Let's talk about your art, your beautiful paintings that remind me of Monet, by the way, who was my favorite artist. (laughs) Well, I do so many different styles, too. As you said, I I do watercolor, oils, uh, pastels, pen and ink. I do sculptures. Um, I've got, I think, a third or fourth uh, eight-foot sculpture that's about to, um, you know, be put up in another public place. There's one in Mm -hmm. Calgary, one in Akron. um, and this one I think is going to be in Virginia. So um, I do, uh, I love to paint. It's what I love to do. But I also um, have uh, art shows. I've got a bunch of them coming up in Sarasota and Naples, Florida. So if you go on my, on my website, you can see the art and you can see when the next shows are and if you're anywhere near there. Um, I also okay. have been selling art and, and raising money for my foundation, the Open Hearts Foundation, um, which is a foundation that accelerates smaller, lesser-known charities. So we find a charity that we feel very strongly about, that people may not know about. We tell the story. We um, put on events, raise money for it, and then help Wonderful. them become a bigger charity. Wonderful. Now, you have a new television series, which I didn't know about. I do. Tell it's called Let's that. Get Physical. It's a comedy, so if you're ready for a laugh, this is the one. Everyone seems to be loving it. Um, it all ages seem to be enjoying it, which is mm-hmm. cool. It's on a, a channel called Pop TV, P-O-P. Um, you can find out if you go online or you, know, you can see where Pop TV is on your specific um, television uh, channel. But it's regular TV, direct TV. And, um, and it's with uh, Matt Jones, who is in Breaking Bad. He played Badger in Breaking Bad. He plays my son. And it's all about the aerobics business. Um, we we oh. have a sort of old mom and pop aerobics like they were in, back in the 80s. And uh, we now, for various reasons, have to compete with the high-tech, um, you know, completely self-obsessed um, Jim mm-hmm. that are his, his nemesis, um, played by Chris mm-hmm. Dematopoulos and Annalyn McCord. Wow. Um, so it, it's kind of a, a then and now thing, but all set in now, and it's a very comedic, and I play the very manipulative mother of um, a, a somewhat overweight and definitely not fit um, son who is supposed to be um, uh, winning his inheritance um, by winning the national championships in aerobics, which looks pretty unlikely. Wow. And so this is on Wednesday night? Wednesday night, 8.30, POP TV, P-O-P. All right. See, that's terrific. Well, I want you to know, I saw you recently in the Fifty Shades of Black. Oh, my God. And that was so interesting to see you in a black wig. I'm looking and I'm saying, you know, I think that's Jane Seymour. (laughs) Yes, I was playing the nasty, nasty inappropriate white woman. (laughs) I I also did an Adam Sandler movie that was funny called Sandy Wexler. That's on Netflix, um, playing... um, a rather highly sexed and desperate woman whose whose husband's dying rather too slowly for her liking, and um, hits on uh, Adam Sandler. It's very good. Some very funny scenes in that. And um, is that is that coming up? 
Is no, that it's actually on Netflix now? now. Yeah. All right. What's the and name of it? I think Can it's we... called Sandy Wexler. Okay. And then I, uh, I've got some other films in the can, one with Robert De Niro, um, which is oh, how called um, War with Grandpa. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Another one with Hayden Christensen and um, Emma, Emma Roberts um, called uh, Little Italy. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, two others that uh, Bereave and Mistrust, both of which I star in. They're uh, smaller uh, independent movies that... Um, I'm sure are going to be released soon on online somewhere, um, right. or video, or whatever, and uh, and then of course the series. Yeah, really. So you just so what's I mean, what do you see in the future? Just more more of all of this, Jane? I never know from one day to the next. I have no idea, but I do. I am actively uh, developing material to do as series, um, pitching them at the moment. Um, a lot of different things, really. Um, every day I'm involved with, with writers and producers trying to figure out what the next cool thing would be to do. And I've also been traveling a great deal. I was just in the Middle East recently and uh, met with um, Princess Haya of, uh, from Dubai. And um, various people in the Emirates want me to come back out there and, and maybe do something with open hearts to, to do something charitable over there. Um, I'm going to Mardi Gras. This week, I'm uh, just to, to see that in New Orleans. And before that, I'm uh, recording The Road Ahead, my book, as an audio book mm. with uh, oh, Katie Flynn, my daughter, and Joe Lando and Kim Campbell. They're all going to read parts of it. Oh, isn't that great? A family, kind of a family affair. Yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. Wonderful. So, and, and your next art exhibit, I think you said, was in, in Naples. Naples and Sarasota. Florida. All right. Um, anything else you want us to know about, you know, turning life's obstacles? You've written so much on this in, in your book, Remarkable Changes, in this book, how we turn life's obstacles into lemons into lemonade. You know what? Um, every time there is a challenge in your life, you don't realize it, but there is an opportunity to, um, to grow. And um, I think... You know, a lot of people think that uh, life is supposed to stop still. You're supposed to achieve something, you get married, or you have children, and then now you've done it. <laughs> but we all know if you've done any of these things, or you have a career, you've, you have one career, and then you find you have, you know, you have to change careers, or the career changes on you. Um, I mean, it's, life is a constant flow, and I always think of the analogy of the wave, of, of water going in a, in a direction. You're, you're like part of a body of water going in a direction. And then there's this woohoo moment when you, the wave rises and crests and you go, wow. And then as it crashes, you go, why me? Oh, no, no I'm, you know, I won't survive this. But you do. You know, you skim the bottom. And if you can get over the pain, the hurt, the betrayal, the disappointment, the fear, the... Um, resentment for all, all the other things and be open-hearted and open-minded and communicate mm. and share with other people, it's surprising what gift will come to you. Yes, and I, I just want to talk about your books before we close. Again, the book is The Road Ahead, 
Inspirational Stories of Open Hearts and Minds by Jane Seymour, and she uses her three-step process of acceptance, unconditional forgiveness, and selfless acts of kindness. And Jane, can people find out all about all of this? On your website, janeseymour.com. Yes, janeseymour.com. And follow me on Instagram if you want to see me and the grandchildren and all my travels. And, um, and of course, Facebook, where I do a lot of um, talking and uh, sharing stories. You know, obviously, I, I, there's more, more space and time there on Facebook. So come and be a part of my community if you're interested. Oh, that's really wonderful. And again, janeseymour.com. Jane, stay on the line for a minute. That wraps up this edition or this half hour of the Patricia Raskin Show. Jane, thanks so much for being on. You were, it was really enlightening. Thank you. Thank and, you. Um, and what a wonderful role model. Just stay on for a second. All right, folks, uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back right with our next interview right here on, on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I'm Patricia Raskin. <music> The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Conservation starts with us. Learn about environmental concerns each week when you tune in to Our Wild World with host Ellie Weiss. Our show centers on Africa each week and what's being done to save our wildlife, ecology, and ourselves. However, we'll also discuss what's going on closer to home. And most importantly, we'll let you know what can be done in our own backyards by featuring guest experts and featuring your questions and answers. Listen every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Fire can destroy your home, your business, and your life in seconds. On Speaking of Fire, with co-hosts Mike Schlattman and Donna Ingram, we investigate fire, the origin and causes, and provide important information to prevent accidental fires and save your life, loved ones, and your property. We speak to experts about technology, investigative research, and insurance issues with regard to fire. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. And now we're talking about how we can age in a real positive way. My guest is Joy Laverde. She's a consultant and spokesperson for the mature market industry. Her work has been featured on NBC's Today Show, the CBS Early Show, NPR, and in USA Today and Wall Street Journal. And the name of her brand new book is Who Will Take Care of Me When I'm Old? Everything you need to know, how to make your money last, how to take control of your health, and how to choose where you live. She is also the author of The Complete Elder Care Planner, which was a wonderful best-selling book. And you can visit her at elderindustry.com. Welcome, Joy. Patricia, I'm so delighted to be here. Yeah, yeah, great. Wonderful to have you here on my show on Voice America. All right, let's talk about, um, you have really spent a lifetime interacting with thousands of experts and old people themselves. And I don't like to use the word old. I, I like to use the word seniors. But you certainly talk to lots of people who are, who are in their aging years. And... You've, you've really found out things about their readiness, their housing, their relationships, their health. So tell us about what are some of the most important things we need to know. I would think the most important thing is how not to be isolated and how to have people around you and get support. What do you think? You are absolutely right. You just nailed it, Patricia. Um, you can have all the money in the world and people may not want to be around you when you're old, right? So money is not the key here, even though it's quite important in order to pay for quality care. But the happiest old people that I know have plenty of friends and plenty of social interaction on a daily basis. So that's the number one as far as I am concerned. And I've seen people... Uh, just just be as happy as can be until they take their final breath. Yeah, so important. And in order to, now some people have big families, Joy, but not everybody does. So do you suggest hobbies, senior centers, retirement communities? What do you suggest? All of the above? Well, yeah, and and the thing is, is I want to I want to uh, plant a little seed of a of an idea into the listeners' minds, and that is, even if we do come from big families, or if we have children, there is absolutely no guarantee that any of the people we know today 
are going to be with us in the future. We must bank on a revolving door of people coming in and out of our lives. That's just the nature of humans. They come and go. Mm. So um, the idea is to tap into resources where you can be part of a network of people who give to each other on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Very important. Now, let's talk about if you're living at home, and a lot of people want to stay at home. How do you make your home age-friendly? Well, there's a lot of things you can do, like um, making sure that the entrance, you can get in and out easy, easily, and so can your friends who may be using walkers or wheelchairs. You want to make sure that there are different services within the neighborhood. Um, Try your best to make sure that the house doesn't fall apart on you. But in my book, Patricia, you might remember that I talk about the elephants when it comes to wanting to stay home and having it be a reality. For example, people don't realize that there is a serious, caregiver shortage, and it's just going to get worse. So the people who we might depend on might make a phone call one day and, and uh, you know, call a, a, a care in-home care service, and they may not be able to accommodate us because there is no one available to, the, you know, to, mm-hmm. to administer the kind of care that we need. We, we don't realize that this caregiver shortage is already at crisis yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. There's, a, there's a few other elephants in the room. Like if you are aging solo in your own house, but you are becoming a little more forgetful, who's, who's looking at you at the quality of your thinking? How do, you, how do we know we're, we're even on the same, right on the same page as we need to be? So there's a lot of needs that we will drum up as we, as we go down that path of aging in place. You know, you can only mm-hmm. go so far with the physical aspect of your house before everything else starts to fall apart around you. Yeah, so you need that. The other thing that would help with that, I think, is one of your other points, which is tools to foster smart decision-making, including checklists and worksheets and links to resources. Yeah, yeah, just constantly, um, and, and you could tell by reading the book, there are so many resources that I've made available, and I only concentrated on the ones that I know that are evolving with this tsunami of people who are getting all old at the same time. Mm. Yeah, I mean, according to, and, and I'm reading, according to the Journal of Gerontology, one in three baby boomers falls into the category of separated, divorced, widowed, or never married. Now, millennials are also following this trend, but a recent Gallup poll indicates that 59% of the 73-year-old millennials are single, never married. Adding fuel to the fire is a decline in the number of people available to provide in-home care, including family members. Age, longevity, singledom, loneliness, and isolation is a recipe for disaster. So Mm -hmm. you're talking about millennials as well as baby boomers all in the same breath. And that's interesting. Um, I'm I'm finding that a lot of the uh, younger women's groups are inviting me to speak 
at their organizations because so many of them do not have plans to marry or they don't know if it's ever going to be in their lifetime. Um, they, they may or may not be interested in having children and they're making choices about being childless and child-free. So it's very interesting that this is a huge generation. I'd say people in their 30s are starting to take a look at this as a need for themselves. It's not just for people over 65 or, you know, whatever number you put on there. Very important. So let's talk about some of the products and services in your book that you list to help make things smoother. Well, financially... Are you there? Yes. (laughs) Financially, I would say that if someone were to be to begin the process of making a plan, some of the resources that are available, I would start with the money card and find out what is available in terms of making a plan for living a long life. You know, Patricia, if we make it to the age of 60, there's a good chance that we will be handed an extra 30 years. Now, I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about those years as being necessarily ones of quality in terms of health. So we have to be prepared financially to prepare to to finance these extra years. Some of the resources that I talk about in the book financial-wise is um, getting a hold of elder law attorneys, certified financial planners, and then certified uh, gerontologists who are also financial planners. And those people are just amazing in terms of being able to see the future and financing for that. So there's a lot of resources out there. A lot oh, of resources. Yeah. yeah. I had a lot of fun writing the uh, chapter on housing. Uh, I don't know if you had a chance to take a look at it, but there's certainly a lot more going on in terms of housing than just staying home. People are getting together in villages. Uh, creating a village network. Other people are looking to resources like Silvernest. Uh, it's a comp- uh, online service that puts people together very much like a dating service for shared housing. It's really, really oh. wonderful. Oh, it's, there's a lot of cool products and services well, that are, that are being... And talk about um, that again. That's sure. a wonderful one. Where do people <laughs> find that? The one about oh, silver, you said? It's called Silver Nest, and all they have to do is go online and begin the process of of looking for either looking for a roommate or deciding to sell your house and then looking for um, to live with someone else. And what's very neat about that concept is old people are living with young people, and you know, and vice versa, mm-hmm. and just 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 mm-hmm. wonderful array of relationships that are taking place. So Silverness is one of my favorite resources. Well, you know, it's interesting because in other cultures and other countries, you see that all the time. You see the babies Mm -hmm. with the grandparents all the time. I think we haven't seen that as much in our country. It's been more separated, don't you think? Yeah, and we're going to see a lot more people getting together just because it's very difficult to, to be able to afford some of the wonderful continuing care communities that are out there. A lot of us don't have that kind of money. So um, looking to, to make good use of the neighborhood resources that we already have is, is something that we're going to see more and more of. Um, there are there's Certainly the gay community is beginning to take a step upward in terms of 
looking for resources that are particular to their needs. And that's another, um, I give lots and lots of resources in the books for the gay community. Mm, So so there's so many resources. This is really a resource guide. And you already wrote a resource guide. How is this (laughs) different from your first amazing book? Well, this is this one. This one brought the whole circle. It's now full circle. The first one said, "Okay, family caregiver, these are the things you have to talk to your parents about and your loved ones." Now this one says, "Oh no, this one's about me. <laughs> I have to talk to my children mm. about this, or my neighbors about that, and and I have to go find resources for myself." And um, it's all about us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is, what about travel? Talk a little bit about travel. Well, in terms of um, keeping us enlightened, it's, it's one of the best ways to get a perspective on how people live and how we can learn. And then also there are many, many travel groups that welcome solo travelers. So if you ever in, uh, want to do something that's exciting and also volunteer at the same time, It's certainly an option. Um, Also, as we become or if we become uh, not so mobile, there are travel outfitters that will accommodate everybody type. So let not the fact that you're in a wheelchair stop you from going anywhere or doing anything because that's just not the way it is anymore. Mm-hmm. No, no, it, it's great. And you can travel, too. I mean, there's so many ways that you can travel, yeah. even if you have, you know, if you have a special challenge. Anywhere, anywhere. This is, this is a world of accommodating needs. And, and you know, you're, you're bringing up a good point because if somebody's thinking about starting their own business, let's say they retired or they, they, they didn't want to stop working, but they were forced to, there are so many opportunities to Start new businesses or hook into ones that are brand new. And um, there's going to be a whole lot of products and services that are coming up the pipe real soon. So anybody can jump on the bandwagon and make some extra money. Speaking of that, talk about the job market as we get older. People want to start a new career or get a job. Talk about that. Well, I have found that one of the biggest obstacles in getting a job is really knowing what to do if you have some preconceived notions that maybe no one will hire you. In my book, I list close to 50 different kinds of occupations that are so perfect for someone who uh, wants to work part-time um, or doesn't even know that it's possible to work from the luxury of their home as a virtual assistant. So... Just just to be open-minded, there are also organizations that are listed in the book that help older workers get jobs or at least tune up their resume so that it makes it easier for them to become employed. Um, And and that's in your book. That's in the resource guide. Yes. And I I learned so much uh, that I didn't know. And so people should figure I did all the hard work for them and I did all my homework and took over, um, I began this book close to 10 years ago and kept putting information in, 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 you know, different kinds of files on my computer, but it really, the timing wasn't right until now. So the information, the amount of information that's available in the book is, is, is comprehensive. 
Mm. One of the things that's so interesting in your book that I've just turned to is follow the free and that there are so many free resources for medications, <laughs> legal assistant, ride, yeah. clothes, books, classes, exams, food, dental work, pet clinic, free magazines. Explain all those. Isn't that amazing? I, I, um, it is. I actually learned that. I learned that from my daughter. Uh, she taught me how she was able to do swaps and get free things by filling out surveys and so on. And I, I asked her so many questions about how does she do that. And, um, of course, I took all her wisdom and put it in the book. <laughs> and it, it is very, very available. Uh, thank goodness for the Internet. It's our, it's our key to the world. When people are older, I don't know if you've done research on this, but, you know, there are a lot of people, 55 plus, who are affluent who've done very well, they can retire, they can move south or north or wherever they're moving, but then there are a lot of people that are, are in a very different situation. What's the percentage or what are you seeing from your work? I, I have heard some horrific statistics about the amount of money that boomers have in the bank, which is practically nothing, you know, it would have needed to finance a longer life. So if I were to follow what the newspapers and the headlines say, I would say that most people are not prepared to finance a longer life. Now, I was very sympathetic to everyone's financial situation when I was writing this book. So I was careful to make sure that if financing a longer life was difficult, then you would still have the ability to have resources to help you negotiate a longer life. I was sensitive to, to the fact that most people don't have a lot of money. And, and it, it, it just um, it shouldn't stop us from making plans. And that's the perspective that I wrote this book from. So that people would mm. say, "All right, I can, I can, I can do this. This is, this is good. Let me, let me, let me have at it." Including the resources, also listed resources that are, you know, are absolutely free. Mm. Yeah, and you have in here. You talked about this before, but it's really good. It's about different job opportunities, things that you can do. You know, being a writer or so many things, receptionist, bookkeeper. Candyman. I mean, there's a lot of things here. Uh, age should not should not determine what we're doing. Correct. And age, and not only that, but if we are physically challenged, it shouldn't determine that either. So I'm assuming, and I always have, even in my other book, I talked about just because we develop a chronic illness one way or another, if we do, doesn't mean it's a prescription to stop living, including Alzheimer's. So, so we, we need to remember we are full human beings in, in spite of illnesses that are, are upon us. And that's the attitude mm. that, that we need to keep. It's very important. All the old people I know who are aging uh, happily have a real positive attitude about everything yeah. they do. Well, that's so important, and I want to read something that you wrote in your book that I really love. You say the following statements reflect what many people express on their deathbed. Mm. People who are dying wish they had been kinder. 
people who are dying wish they had the courage to stay true to their wants and not other people's expectations. People who are dying regret not being a better parent, partner, or friend. People who are dying are sorry for spending too much time working and not making enough time for fun. And people who are dying regret not expressing their true feelings, even when given the opportunity to do so. Now, what's interesting there, Joy, is nothing is in there that says people regret not making enough money. People regret not traveling to the West Indies or doing a world cruise. Right. So it's interesting that people are are regretting more the internal things. Yeah. Amazing. What would you like to leave our listeners with? What would be your closing thoughts? That it's never too early to think about going forward into the future in order to create a quality of life for yourself. That 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 you would not use fear as a as a stopping point to go forward. There's right. there's nothing to fear. Just take a deep breath and dive in, and surround yourself with loving, compassionate people for for as long as you can. And they're out there, which is really wonderful. And let's look at your your all of the ways that people can find you, Joy. Elderindustry.com. Facebook.com slash joy.laverde, and then Pinterest.com slash joy.laverde, and then Twitter.com slash joy.laverde, and LinkedIn, same thing, LinkedIn.com joy.laverde. Is that how we say it, laverde? Is that, is that correct? Yes, it's, it's very Italian the way you're saying it, which is so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lovely. All right, and can people write to you? To your website? Oh, sure. So, I mean, all oh, my email address is all over the place. Yeah. So on the book and on my website. So sure. I'm, I'm accessible. All right. Joy La- J- Jay Laverde at elderindustry.com. And again, the book is Who Will Take Care of Me When I'm Old? And then she also has her first book was The Complete Elder Care Planner. Joy, it's really been a pleasure to have you on the program and to really talk about how we can we can be happy when we're older and healthy and, and we can make the, the best and the most of, of our older years. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, Joy. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. We're here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. And like me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. If you want to be on my newsletter, Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and you can see all the guests coming up on my several shows. All right, until next time, have a wonderful week. Right here on Voice America for Patricia Raskin, the Patricia Raskin Show. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.